Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I hope that you are doing well and picking through all of the pieces of the spiritual experience journey and trying to hold yourself together. I'm going to endeavor to get through the last of the emails that were sent in June so that at least by the time we get to September, I don't feel quite so terribly guilty about being so behind. So let's dive in. Today, they are mostly email ones, so you're going to be putting up with my voice a lot. First up, I have got Ashley and Ashley says, Hi Hannah, I've been so supported by you and your podcast through my spiritual unfoldment. I can't thank you enough for the knowledge and insight you share. I've heard you ask for spirit experiences and I have quite a few of those. Upon reflection, I remembered the one experience I still cannot understand and I'm hoping to hear your insight. 
I was working with a mentor at the time who was adamant that they did not give answers. They did their best to guide us to form our own opinions, beliefs based on our experiences. I greatly appreciated this approach and have learned so much, but this one experience still has me confused. Maybe I'm not yet meant to know. Would love to hear your thoughts. And now I know, Ashley, that I found it. I mentioned a few podcasts ago that somebody had sent me a message where they said that their mentor um, didn't give the answers. And I wanted to say what a bloody fantastic mentor they sounded like they were. Could I find this email when I was looking for it? And yet here we are. (laughs) Good. Sounds like a great mentor. Um, You don't want somebody that's going to tell you. I have seen teachers that bestow their take upon messages with very cheerful grace, you know, like they're a little Santa Claus doling out a special gift to somebody. But of course, if you in your experience received a penguin, then it's your interpretation of what a penguin energy is, not my interpretation. So I'm really, really glad to hear that. Okay, let's get back to you, Ashley, and your story. Sorry. I was sitting on the couch one evening, kids asleep, husband working. This is the common time that I connect with spirit at the end of the day when my mind can relax. I felt a presence in my living room, not very strongly at first. I had recently received the guidance that I needed to surrender more, lots of work dismantling my fear of the spirit world, and was in a place where I really felt comfortable to open up. The presence became much stronger than I have ever felt or connected with. It felt huge, so huge it was almost overwhelming. I could not receive any information, practicing spirit communication for about one year, evidentially with sitters in circle at the time. I went back to the basic energetic associations that I know, colour. The colour associations were deep blues, blacks and purples. In an attempt to surrender more to receive some kind of identifying information, I slowed my breath and closed my eyes. I was suddenly aware of myself breathing and began to feel myself slipping out of my body. Suddenly, my awareness was inside myself. It was all dark except for me. I was lit up. I could still feel myself laying on my couch, could feel my breathing. This all happened in a matter of seconds. I could feel my chest becoming very warm. As soon as I felt the burning sensation, I immediately was back in my body. For next 24 hours or so, the stinging sensation remained on my chest. I do not believe there's any way I could have fallen asleep naturally given the nature of the energy surrounding me. I was very alert and aware. I've been interested in trance healing mediumship but have yet to formally train. Could this be what happened? Can we slip into trance accidentally? I'm genuinely curious, have no real attachment to an answer, just curious as if this sounds like anything specific to you. The other part I was not going to add but decided there are no coincidences. After my son was born, I was diagnosed with postpartum heart failure. When I came back into my body, on the TV show I was watching, the woman was saying she had a heart condition. I did not hear any of the context before or during the experience. I found myself wondering, could this have been a healing session from my guides? Would absolutely love to hear your thoughts. Sending so much gratitude and appreciation either way, Ashley. Absolutely, Ashley. And as all things, you've answered your own question, which is why us teachers don't like to do it for you. (laughs) Because absolutely, I think that you were slipping into an altered state, which is like trance, yes. And 
allowing a deep surrender of energy to come to be able to heal you and spirit sometimes in their infinite wisdom they know even though we think we want to do communications and we want to work on our evidence they know that what we need the most at this time is healing or stopping sometimes that's the one I get the most it's time to stop and have a break all sorts of things so absolutely yes I believe that that was spirit working with you and what an amazing experience how fan bloody tastic and if you're working with color my tip for color and this might be how you work anyway but I'm just going to chuck it in here for anyone that's listening is don't become rigid with rules don't be sort of purple means this blue means this green means this allow the energy to introduce itself to you every time and tell you what it's representing and you'll be amazed at the impact on your mediumship and your readings and what you can achieve Thank you so much, Ashley, for sending that message in. Lovely to hear your fantastic story. Okay, next up is Jane. And Jane says, Hi, Hannah. I am a member of a local spiritualist church and I receive regular messages from spirit via visiting mediums. I was wondering whether you could help me understand, please, why mediums give me messages from my elderly dad who was not passed over. Most mediums ask me if he has dementia, but he doesn't. In fact, he is quite the opposite, but he is 88 years old. Initially, I thought it could be that his time of passing could be near, but these messages have been coming to me for about 18 months now. The messages are very clear with lots of evidence, e.g. his name, where he used to live, his career, and even the pet name he only called me. Most of his generation and loved ones are already in spirit and I realise that his life and memories are with them. However, he's very bright and very much still alive. I'd be grateful for your clarification. Best wishes, Jane. Ah, Jane. I have questions. I always have questions. (laughs) I'd love to know if his name is a usual or unusual name. Because if they are saying, I'm feeling a connection with a Dave or a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of names that everybody knows and Dave is the only one that's coming right now, um, a Steve, a Paul, a Tom. <sighs> Whereas if his name is, I'm trying to think of a crazy name, Laurent. Um, I don't know why Laurent is a crazy name, but I was just trying to think of something a little unusual and that's what popped into my Jesus. Um, something that is not very typically British, then that is spiffing, isn't it? So the first thing I'd say is that because although we know that spirit transcend time and space, it is my belief at this moment, subject to change in the future, that spirit do not communicate pre physical death that your dad's spirit the part of him that is incarnated here is contained within his physical self now I know that that there's the dementia thing where uh, mediums say that the people are between this world and the next and that could well be the case but generally speaking in my experience you don't get communications from people who are still here you just don't And if you don't get communications from people who are still here, 
that can only mean that they are not communicating with spirit, which would lead me to believe that they are working psychically. And this is the thing. And I know that regular listeners of the podcast will be go, oh God, here she goes again. But it's so important. So when you are perceiving and receiving energy, regardless of which frequency you're in, you will receive it the same. Your experience of the energy will be the same, with the exception that when you are working evidentially or with a spirit guide, it will blend and get deeper. And there will be a sort of transformative presence building energy that comes sometimes not every time it's not guaranteed when you are working psychically and psychic to me is energy reading in the physical in the earth plane it's reading energy that is here on earth it is not spirit communication you can pull evidence out of people's energy that makes you think if you don't know any better that you are doing an evidential connection but you're actually not, you're working psychically. And this is something that spirit taught me. And for some reason, because when I talk to people, people are aware of it. When when people, I've had a few people that have come on the podcast and said people should know the difference between psychic or mediumship, but that was never mentioned in any course or lesson that I ever did, which is why at the start of season three of this podcast, I went through all the frequencies because I want you guys to understand the difference. So psychic is an energy reading experience it is picking up on somebody's energy but it's not communicating with the spirit world so I think that's what they're doing is they're honing in on you dear Jane with your lovely bright shiny open energy your good sitter vibes and then they are pulling information from you and not from the spirit world um and so therefore they are getting a communication with somebody that hasn't passed because they're not really communicating with him. They're communicating with your energy. And the trouble is, once that happens once, it can happen again and again, because you might go back to the church and you'll think, oh my God, I hope no one gets a message from my dad again. That was weird. And so it's in your energy field, easily. there, ripe for the picking. And so as all mediums, it's really important to know where you are working. Now, Jane, you can work with your spirit guides and you can get them to tell you which frequency a medium is working in. And you can also start working with your own knowing. So what I did when spirit first showed me the different frequencies was I would go and watch mediums and I would say to myself, what frequency are they in? What are we seeing here? And I would just sort of feel into it and I have to be honest here and say nine out of 10 times people were saying they were doing evidential, but they were doing psychic. Um, and I went with my dear friend, lovely Amanda, who you all hear about all the time. We went to see a medium work and it was so funny because we just turned to each other at exactly the same time and went psychic and then turned back because we could tell. So opening up to your awareness of that, it's not just about us as mediums when we're working, it's also about you guys as sitters tuning into it and being a little discerning and thinking to yourself, is this person communicating with spirit or are they communicating with my energy and feeling into that? So I personally think that that is what is happening, not because anyone's trying to mislead you, Jane, just they don't know any better. 
teachers are holding information like this back and so us as developing mediums do not understand it when we come to do the work. It's a problem. So I hope that that makes sense and if any of you have got an experience or some insight into this or a disagreement with this I would love to hear it Um, but that is my take on it at this moment and also because of the intelligence of the spirit world because obviously we know part of our soul resides in the spirit world remains in the spirit world there's that intelligence isn't there that they will not do that because it's bloody confusing for us who are in a simulation that has a linear time it's very confusing to then get messages that are out of that time I don't think it's possible for our own protection I think it would mess with our heads too much but now I'm thinking about it and it's probably going to mess with my head for days thanks Jane thanks for that email off I go with that no (laughs) Um, that's great I love it interesting let me know what you think next up I have an email from Paula and Paula says dear Hannah I just wanted to write to you to let you know how much I enjoy your podcasts I'm in the beginning phase of my mediumship journey I found your podcast this time last year I listen to you every day in my pottery studio as I had catching up to do I am so excited about your new spiritual school. I live in the US and only wish I had something in person here for mediumship. We live in the Bible Belt here in SC. So hard to find a reputable psychic medium. Growing up here, mediums can be seen as crooks that take advantage of folks grieving. My experience with mediumship started in my 30s. I'm 52 now with very realistic dreams. My first intense experience happened in the early morning hours when you were just in between sleeping and waking. I could not see the man. He was surrounded by light and he himself was light. Without seeing him, I instinctively just knew he was a man, someone I had met briefly. He had passed very recently and three daughters that were now living with my first cousins. I remember it was my voice I was hearing, but it was him. I questioned this and asked him over and over, how do I know this is really you? He then began messages for each of his girls. It was like playing charades. He gave me numbers and names, all which ended up being their birthdays, weights at birth, nicknames for them. It was all too surreal. When I awoke, I immediately told my husband. He has called me Whoopi ever since, the movie ghost. I first told my aunt, my cousin's mother, I wanted to see her reaction to gauge how the cousins would possibly react. She was so happy and told me the girls would love to know about his visit. I gave the messages to the girls, new parents. They confirmed nicknames and the numbers as being the girls' birthdays, ages, times, and I've lost my space, where am I? Times they were born as proof. They were so happy. I felt so good being able to tell them their father is always close. I've had several other dreams like the first one, but not as intense. I am hoping to be able to do this at will and not just have these random dreams and have to figure out whose spirit was in life. I've yet to figure it out. I'm hoping to enrol in your spiritual school later this summer. Again, thank you for being you. Love, Paula Bowers. P.S. If you have any advice on contacting or even just hearing my spirit guides, probably the most asked question. Oh, Paula, thank you so much for sharing your story. I absolutely love it. 
I love it. What an amazing experience. You will find, and this is not just to be negative, but it's the fact that when you try and do it, it's much harder. My mediumship is always better in the accidental moments of it than in the moments where I'm trying to do it, which isn't it ironic? It really is. Isn't it annoying? Isn't it annoying? Don't you think? A little too annoying. Yeah, I really do think. Um, So that's that. Now, (laughs) spirit guides. I would, my biggest piece of advice for spirit guides is to treat it like a relationship. Treat it like any relationship in your life. So just like you wouldn't feel comfortable asking a friend for a favour that you haven't messaged and got in contact with for six months, it's the same for spirit guides. Keep it casual, keep it fun, keep it light. Understand that they are like us, they have senses of humours, they are funny, they are uplifting, they like to play and just check in with them every day. Hey guys, how are you? What do you need from me today? Let's play together today. Can you send me something magical today? Today I would like a surprise being in that kind of energy building that kind of relationship I think a lot of us myself included when I first started working with spirit I took it very seriously and I thought that every message was going to be a message for humanity's greater good and my healing journey and it was all going to be very work-based because you know it's spirit and um, it took them a long time to make me realise that they wanted to play, they wanted to laugh, they wanted to have fun. They didn't want to take it all incredibly seriously and difficultly. So that would be my advice for you if that works, is have fun with it, play with it, enjoy it and don't take it so seriously. Keep it casual, just check in. Don't power up, don't go into a crazy meditative state and do all sorts of weird things to yourself. Just Ask them if they're there and when they say yes, enjoy that experience. I hope that that helps. Hi, Hannah. My name is Kayla and I am from Ohio, USA. Uh, I often listen to your podcast. You've been the first person that really helped me um, in the beginning and even currently still on my mediumship journey. Um... I have had an email answered before on your podcast. Uh, Thank you so much. I truly love your podcast. And I love the way that you approach uh, mediumship. It's just very human. It's very real because we are obviously humans having this um, experience here. Um, You know, spirit having this human experience. And... What I wanted to talk about, um, at least this time, uh, kind of doing what you do, just go with the flow, go with what I feel I'm led to say. Um, so for me, spirituality um, is so tough. You know, there's so many different this and that, you know, God and all these other religions and I'm still trying to find exactly where it all makes sense to me. And so far, what I gather is it's all kind of universally the same. Um, It's energy. Everything is energy. And God to me is um, not necessarily a person, but just this warmth and this loving energy. And I guess it's just I find it hard to kind of explain 
to my clients um, when I do readings exactly like what it is, I believe, because I don't just believe one thing, I guess. But that is something so far that I've kind of felt was the most believable to me is that just, you know, God is universal and that geographically we have these different religions and gods, etc. Um, that just mean the same thing, really. Um, but I think also that, you know, we can learn stuff from uh, different cultures, you know, Buddhism, um, Hinduism, etc. And I always find that there's something to learn from everyone and, and everything. But I just wanted to see kind of what your opinion was on that. Um, it's just very hard for me to have a completely um, sound and direct way to like explain to my clients exactly how it is I I see things, what I believe. Um, sometimes, you know, when I'm pulling through spirit, I will I will visually be shown across, and it always ends ends up being that that person, um, when they were here in this lifetime, were very religious or um, were saved, you know, right before. And I'll be honest with you, I grew up in, in uh, Southern Baptist Church, and none of it really <laughs> made sense with me. Um, none of it all fit. I used to think people were wild. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When they would get up and, you know, talk about being on fire in hell and it just terrified me. And I, I can be honest with you, I haven't seen anything like that so far in any of my readings, but I do know if there's good in the world, there's bad in the world. I mean, we all experience that from day to day. So I hope you're understanding what I'm trying to ask here and I'm not rambling on too much, but that's, you know, I know you understand. <laughs> Hi, Kayla. I have split your voice note into two, so I will carry on with your second question once I have done this one. So the first thing I want to say is, yeah, you're right, spirituality is tough. Now, the first thing that I would suggest that you do is don't 
feel that you need to offer your clients a definitive view on what you believe spirituality is. I think that's part of the problem that we've all been facing as developing mediums is people that are afraid to say this is a journey, this is an unfoldment, this is a growth that is happening with me. And so they are trying to act like they have all of the answers, which is where we come all come unstuck and where us as developing mediums now are finding limitation because of course spirituality in my view is fluid it moves it shifts it grows what it actually is to be spiritual I don't think can be fully explained because language is a limitation so I would say to people and be confident in saying my view on the soul's experience in the physical is ever shifting and ever growing. But here's what I believe right now. Let them know it's a journey. And I agree completely with you about learning from other cultures. Um, absolutely agree with that. And I personally believe that hell is here. It's not somewhere separate. It's here. It's here on earth. It's here um, in the physical. It's not off somewhere else. It's not somewhere we go when we die. We come here for the good and the bad experience. Our souls actually crave the difficulties so that we can experience the fullness of the, the good stuff is my belief. So I don't believe in hell like fire and damnation after you're here. It's more likely to be found in the comments section on social media. True story. Um, now, uh, I wrote down while I was listening to your message um, that I should say, explain here what I say to clients when they book a reading for me. If anybody asks what my current belief is, and I always start it with, well, my current belief is this. And I say that we are here in the physical, but the physical is actually part of the spirit world. We are contained within the spirit world and not separate from it. We are physical incarnations of spirit experiencing itself. And I believe that we are all God. God is part of us. And that is how I explain the spiritual experience. And I always say to people, therefore, when we move back to the spirit world, when our physical body dies, we instantly return home to the non-physical. There is no separation. It is a separating of the physical to the non-physical, but the non-physical has always been there around us, is always present with us. And I do believe that part of our soul the bigger part of our soul actually remains in the non-physical. So I hope that that helps. It was probably more blathery than I wanted it to be. But it's hard. It's hard concepts to boil down, to make them accessible to muggles. This is something I'm finding now is that every answer I want to give to every question is 15 minutes long and people have switched off. So there's an acceptance here that you can't cover the multitude of experiences expansion that you have had as a medium to somebody who's having their first reading you have to kind of not dumb it down but give the highlights and so finding your highlights with permission Kayla to expand change and grow that would be my advice on that question now let's go for your second one 
Um, and I also just wanted to talk to, and you know, you can cut this part out if you want and save it for another time, but about this reading that I had uh, done yesterday, and it was supposed to be with one woman, and I had the knowledge that someone else would be recording it. Go onto the live Zoom, and there's four people in the room, and it took me a minute, but I started catching on that the male that was in the room was just kind of shaking his head to everything I said or nodding his head to everything I, I said. And um, for me personally, like there was a lot of good evidence. I brought through three people, um, two that they weren't really expecting, but it made sense to them. They, you know, it resonated with them. And um, then another that this woman, in fact, was wanting to connect with. And this gentleman, I, I was her husband, and uh, the reading was coming to a close. It was going way quicker than what I had planned. So, you know, I asked if, you know, anyone else had anyone they would want to connect with just because they paid the money for an hour. And we were only like, I would say 25 minutes in. And long story short, he just was very rude, I would say. And the thing is, is the whole time I'm trying to keep my composure and he is just going on and on like I'm not even there. And um, I thought he had asked a question at one point after he was, you know, kind of bad mouthing what I had done so far. And he was just like, you know, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to them. I'm like, okay. And I actually had to verbalize and say, hey, you know, um, this is this is a boundary for me when I have somebody that is not being open, that, you know, comes being skeptical and and expecting very specific information. That's just like a lot of pressure and that's going to lower my vibrational energy and I cannot, you know, maintain um, a high frequency. I mean, I'm a human being and I just can't do that. You know, I've tried to push through those kinds of readings before and they just didn't do any benefit for me or the person I was giving the reading to. So, but what he said was that, um, I was, that they were filling in the blanks for me and you know, I'm still fairly new to this. I'm trying to, you know, use the proper lingo and say things the right way because we all know you can say things um, in a whole bunch of different ways trying to mean the same thing or get across this, the same message. But depending how you present it is, you know, how that person might perceive it or their perception of what that means. And for instance, during the reading, I got... Um, I feel that there's a sister. It turns out it was a best friend and they, they felt close like sisters. And it was like that just wasn't good enough because it wasn't spot on, even though the woman took it and understood it. But he is in the background the whole time shaking his head. And he said um, that he didn't want me to read for him because he didn't want any uh, anything left unanswered, that they were just filling in the blanks for me. And later on, I was messaged by um, one of the family members who set up the, the reading. 
And she was like, you know, my aunt was really pleased with you. I was really pleased with you. You know, we want to set up something else when he's not present. I knew that he wasn't being open and he was skeptical. And I said, you know, you have to understand, I didn't realize there was going to be four people. And, you know, what he did to me, even though he had a right to feel how he felt, was extremely disrespectful. And she completely understood, you know, working in that energy, like, she's she's open. She kind of gets the idea of how it needs to go as a sitter. And because of you, I often explain to people, you know, that you need to be open-minded. You... Um, you know, th- that I need to have boundaries and, and things. So I thank you for that. But I'm not lying. It really got to me and made me feel down about myself. And uh, luckily, one of my friends that's had multiple readings from me, she just, she's my go-to person. She encourages me. She says, you know, you did fine. Like, there was nothing wrong. He was just skeptical. He didn't want to be open. And what I sensed from him, I couldn't even be mad because, um I also pulled a tarot card for him as well, and I could just see that, you know, his perception of things and his idea of, you know, being healed and things like that is actually kind of wounding him and, um, you know, being so closed off, and he's so angry because he's been waiting for this specific message for someone, and I know it was a female but I couldn't even get that out. Like I wasn't going to, you know, waste my time. So I guess my question is, is, um, what do you, what do you do like that? When someone's like, do you get anything specific? And of course I've gotten names. I've gotten, um, birthdays. I've gotten so many things, uh, great evidence in, in pretty much all of my readings. And I could feel myself just, closing off with that and um you know of course I just feel like he was making me out to be a bullshitter making me out to be a liar um like I was fishing for information because you know I guess how I presented my information sometimes I'm like does it make sense to you blah 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 and if they say yes or no I'm like okay well it could mean this because this is what I'm getting you know and he's in the background shaking his head totally rude so I I guess I just kind of want advice on that. Um, I know I'm not the only medium that has experienced that. I know you've talked about um, sitters that just aren't open and and things like that. But I almost feel bad for the guy because I I know that he really needs it. But he's not outwardly saying, you know, he's good. He's good. He's got his closure. Um, He doesn't need a medium like me to leave unanswered questions for him and so I don't know, how, how would you deal with a situation like that? I mean, what would be the right thing to say? So, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, take care, Hannah. Oh, Kayla, bloody hell, girl. <laughs> Big lessons learnt. I only offer readings one-on-one. I do not allow anybody to be present to record because you can record on Zoom. So next time you are working on Zoom, just hit the record button yourself. Um, You can record it to the Zoom cloud. You can then forward the email you get from Zoom with the link and tell your clients that they have to download it within seven days. That's what I do.
uh, jobs are good. So you don't even need anybody there to record. If I went into a Zoom room and there were four people waiting there, I would like to think and I would hope, but I also know how stressful it, these situations are and your people pleasing catches up with you, but I would refuse to do it. So regardless of the man, which we'll go into in a moment, this is a great lesson for you in actually saying absolutely not. This is not what we agreed and refusing to do it. The man's attitude aside, those clients took the piss. They came with an attitude of disregarding your very clear instructions and boundaries. So I wouldn't work with any of them, let alone Mr. Stinky Pants. Um, and I just want to make that really crystal clear. If you have a list of rules and these are your requirements to make it a safe space for you to work, then that is what should be happening. As you can tell, this story got me right in the uh, feels for you. I'm, I'm feeling very defensive of you right now, Kayla. So absolutely screw them all. Uh, it's just not the done thing. If you say one-on-one -on -one and they say, can I have one more person to record it because they're what, incapable of pressing a record button and you decide to slip your boundary for that, then then that's enough. I mean, really, I don't know why they couldn't record their own reading. The, oh, just, ah, ah, right. So that's first of all. Now, the problem with having multiple sitters in a space when you're reading is it's very hard to control who steps forward. It's hard enough when you're doing a one-on-one -on -one and you're literally aware of eight people in the spirit world and you're, you, you think, oh my God, which one do they want to hear from? And you're trying to fulfill that need. It's hard enough to do that because as I believe, it's not always that spirit are the, the ones that step forward are the ones that's right. I think they're all present all the time. And so therefore, it's also the luck of the draw of who you land on because we are in the spirit world. So the spirit world is present. So if you've then got four people and you've got every spirit that is connected to them through, I always view it like a spider web, a net of energy. So you've got, you know, the work colleagues, you've got the friends, you've got the parents of their friends when they were growing up, you've got the neighbours, let alone the loved ones that they expect to hear from, all connected via their energy via this energetic web as I view it then you've also got four people and all of those for all of those people absolutely what just really really challenging so um absolutely do not recommend doing um readings like that ever um i know some people do parties and i think when you're demonstrating it's different because hopefully everybody is coming with a view that they will hear hopefully from somebody if you're doing a party and everybody's in the same space then you're not necessarily pulling like a rabbit out of a hat uh, a spirit for everybody and it really just goes to show that bit when you said you're 25 minutes in and you were hoping you had an hour to fill and you look at the clock and it's only been 25 minutes I felt that in my bones Kayla because that is what it's like sometimes when you've got really difficult sitters <laughs> geez it's like time slows down and we think you know we think time is real but there's moments like that that show you don't they how malleable it is so yeah, that is really, really difficult. Now, 
at the beginning of my demonstrations, I've started saying, hands up to the audience, hands up if you set a task for your loved ones in spirit on the way here, where you said, if you come through Hannah, I want you to say, insert specific thing here. And I normally make them laugh with something ridiculous, purple spandex thong something like that and everybody laughs but people put their hands up and it's normally at least half the audience that put their hands up and this is the interesting thing because I then say to them mediumship doesn't work like that your loved ones in spirit are no longer in a physical body they are not speaking to me with a voice box they are sending me an energy which I am going to endeavor to interpret so I'm not saying it's impossible but I am saying it's really really difficult for me to fulfill that need in you for the specifics that you are seeking I will try but what I ask you to do is whether it is true what I'm saying whether it is right what I am saying and that is where the line should be for mediumship not me being like a magician pulling your specific piece of evidence out of a hat um now I'm glad that you honoured your boundaries in the end and said that it was very difficult for you. I'm glad that you have told them that the man was disrespectful. Like I've said, I actually think they were all disrespectful. They weren't respecting you at all. Why was he there in the first place? They let him join. It's all well and good apologising afterwards. They let him there in. And if you go to work with them again, you're going to have that even more pressure to try and prove it whether he's there or not because you feel like they have some doubt in your abilities because he was with you the first time so I would refuse to work with anybody in that group ever again um, the trouble with mediumship and I mean it should be you should be analytical with it you should be questioning with it but when it slides into you get some people that will just believe anything and say yes to anything. And that's not great. I've noticed that with uh, some of the you know, famous mediums that I've watched. People are so desperate for them to interact with them. They will take spirits that are not meant for them. They will take evidence that isn't true just because they want that medium to interact with them. And then on the flip side, you've got people who don't believe and those people will always disprove everything. And I think there is a space in the middle ground. You want people to be open and but want want good evidence. And that is that's a fine line to maintain and hold sometimes when I demonstrate I have people and it in honesty it's normally the men and I know I've mentioned this before but people will bring their husband who didn't really want to be there but their friend Tina's got the flu so she couldn't come so they force their husband who thinks this is a pile of shit to come to a dem and he is sat in the corner with his eyes rolled and his arms folded across his chest and she's come up to me at the end and said can you convince my husband that this is real and that has happened to me more than once and I say no and the reason for that is they're not ready. I don't feel bad for that man because he's just not ready for a reading. And you can know that it will really help somebody and you can know that it will really heal somebody. But you can also know that they're not ready. And that is the key with all mediumship. You can be in that space where you are 
completely believing in its restorative, helpful, loving, healing, clearing, hopeful energies, but still understand that not everybody's ready for it. And he's not ready for it. And I cannot believe that you even pulled him a card. What a lucky bugger. Because I have to be honest and say, when I get people like that, they get very little from me. <laughs> I just pull my energy back. I am not interested because they're not ready. There's nothing I can do. It's not my duty to fulfill for the spirit world, to make them a believer. It is my duty to protect my energy so I can do the best job I can do for other people. And that is really where you need to be. I know that it's tough. I know that it's really tough. So be kind to yourself, um, Kayla. It wasn't you. It was them. There is nothing you can do in that situation to make it better, to make it different. You just have to be very discerning about who you give your soft, squishy, marshmallow beautiful loving mediumship too and so tough lessons but good lessons for you in maintaining your boundaries and actually when something isn't right getting the frick out of there and thank you for sharing because I know that that will really help a lot of other listeners so I'm way over time here but I've still got a couple more uh, listener questions to answer before I break for the summer so I'm going to have to jam in a bonus episode for you all aren't I um, so keep an eye out for that it'll probably be a shorter one because this one's been such a long one and uh, I will catch up with you again with the following episodes before I break for August lots of love to you all thanks for listening Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.